Fuck up your life. Get I ruined your life. Yeah. In a sundress. Hey. Yeah. I look oh. like I have no stress. Yeah. You I, must confess that this is the best. Yes. <laughs> we'll ruin your life. Looking <laughs> ah, like a snack. I'll ruin your life. Bye. Stop it up, then. I'll ruin your life. Oh. Oh. I'll ruin your life. Bye. Oh. Ah. I'll ruin your life. Her hell. You better not remember the number that you gave me Cause you done, you nigga, you gon' be on the street If I see you out there panhandling, I'm act like we never I'll ruin your life So Malay is the guest that we all sing with every single time. I'm the sing song guest, yeah. Yes, every time Malay is here, we make up a new hit record <laughs> for savage bitches across the country. <laughs> this one is called I'll Ruin Your Life. <laughs> oh, baby. Ooh, what are you doing? I'm ruining your life. Uh, <laughs> so we just warmed up the mic with um, our new hit song called I'll Ruin Your Life. <laughs> Coming to you all summer 17 <laughs> with a summer dress. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> a romper, if I feel it. Uh-huh. And white jeans, bitch. Yes. The cutouts. <laughs> yes. Thighs already a given. Yes. I appreciate mm. anytime Malay is here. We just talk about healing. We talk about being the universe as well as shit being talk very shit imperfect. Talk. Being very imperfect. <laughs> that shit talk, talking that shit, shit. talk. Yeah, it's always shit. a good time. But you know, we always going to bless the mic. From the hood to the moon. <laughs> oh, okay. In and out of time. In and you out. You know niggas. In and out. In and out of time. Speaking of Tyler You Perry. know niggas can make it to the moon in a Cadillac, so I agree. Why not? Yeah. This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the King of the South. And you are listening to the, the Black, Black Joy Mixtape. Some girl grudge me to the life I live Them not like me cause the wife I is Some girl don't know what pipe life is Life for me little them that are the nicest Why me take your money and I style like this My born bless God bless a child like this That no good and in a tight life Y'all have borrowed until we go start a lifestyle This Them are tight out if you see my shit Welcome to Black Joy Headquarters again Malaya Thank you, thanks for having me back 
Backed by popular demand. Popular, popular demand. It's Lion Hair, Starshine, The Hood Witch, The Good Witch. <laughs> it's Malaya the God. Okay? Yes. Malaya from the Himalayas, as on um, your social. You are very familiar. Yes. I'm the witch that will destroy your life, too. Bam. Oh, Not afraid snap. to admit. The Black Joy Jubilee <laughs> loves you, Malaya. <laughs> Yay! It's so amazing. I love that, like, people like, I got my salts and sugar. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So grateful. I'm so grateful. This is literally the reason why the Black Joy mixtape is the reason why Starshine is out here. Yes, Starshine. Giving them reams in the street. It's coming up again. I feel like the new moon always catches up with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, here. I feel like I just wrote up the affirmations that you gave me last time. Right. And now it's like, time for some more, bad bitch. That's right. It's a new month. Start manifesting. So today's a little different. We'll lead in with that as well. We're recording on Black Joy Monday. Every day is Black Joy. You know? We got gotta to. switch it up. Niggas is busy. Niggas got jobs. This solid. summer is absurd. It really is. And you know, when you're doing this after hours, sometimes you got to move up, move down. You just do what you can. But we, we just going to make sure we get you some on Friday. Yes. Be kind. <laughs> Be kind to yourselves. So I'm so glad Malaya is here to join us as a part of Creators Month to tell us a little bit more about our creators. But we'll get there. Definitely. You know, all month we've been doing creators. And it's only right that we honor the mothers of this here creation. Come on, somebody. A black woman. Always and forever. We're here to continue the conversation about our ancestral traditions, beliefs, Etc. today. I'm so excited to hear about that later in the show. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, we got to get into this other bullshit. Damn it. White people have no self-control. Goddamn, goddamn. All right. Damn, goddamn. So first off, it's another week of The Apprentice, the White House edition. Always. Man. You got to look alive with these motherfuckers. Because they'll fire somebody on you real quick. Well, you know, technically, the chairman of the National Endowment for the Humanities technically didn't get fired this week. He is stepping down. Oh, no, that's the favorite <laughs> position to take. You're stepping yes. down, right? Yeah. That means you get that unemployment. That's that means right. you get to make a speech. <laughs> <laughs> you get to bow out with dignity, eh? Y'all, I'm choosing my path. This that's is right. the path I wanted. So, okay, Donald Trump just slapped the fuck out of me, and I've decided I've had enough. I've had enough. Allegedly. Allegedly. So William Adams, the chairman of the National Endowment of Humanities, is resigning effective Tuesday. That sounds like some shit that Donald Trump would cancel. So what's up? The same day the Trump administration, nine, will roll out a federal budget blueprint expected to make big cuts to domestic (laughs) programs so they're cutting the humanities. Yes. Yeah. And your boy is like, yeah, I see what's happening here. I guess I I should. I have to leave at this salary. I should go. (laughs) Yeah. That was about to drop me down to a dollar fifty. I was just like tips. (laughs) You will not disrespect me in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I make the choices around here. Well, I mean the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency is also taking major hits. Department of Justice, major hits. I talked about this the last time I was here. The entity that holds police officers accountable. 
Tell Jeff us. Sessions. They literally are taking that away from us. They don't yes. want to finance police accountability. Mm-hmm. He says it lowers the morale of police to hold them accountable to killing our children. The fuck? <laughs> I hope so. You shouldn't be getting your joy from that. All of this is being justified in our budget. Wow. Correct. And the humanities, y'all. We kind of need those. Yeah. Nope. The art white people create is awful anyway. I guess I shouldn't say that. But. <laughs> <laughs> Dead on the wall, Salon said. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk about this, bitch. My face when Amber said that was like, oh. <laughs> I think Da Vinci looks ridiculous. I hate the Mona Lisa. But you know black people create art, too. Were they getting government funding, though? Okay, touche. Okay, moving along. <laughs> touche, my nigga, touche. Touche. Because we out here struggling. Man. All right, Jasmine, who's next, goddamn? So next up on the list. (laughs) Former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn on today reportedly declined Mm -hmm. to cooperate with But you said! (laughs) Ma'am, let me finish. (laughs) Now I got to start over. (laughs) I ain't even finished. I'm so angry with them every Monday. Every Monday. But you said. <laughs> Normally when we record on Wednesday, it gives it time to sink into my soul. All right, go ahead, finish. I got to start over. Do it. <laughs> Former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn on today reportedly declined to cooperate with the Senate subpoena, setting up a potential showdown between But it's Russia shit, basically. Like, we don't even have to say the formal thing. So, basically, Mike Flynn, we told y'all weeks ago, said, hey, y'all, I'm willing to testify, but you got to give a nigga immunity for the shit that I got to tell y'all. Well, the Senate, who is, quote, unquote, doing this investigation, sent him a subpoena without the immunity. And Flynn said, oh, no, I'm not doing that. And literally now, they are like, what are we going to do? Well, <laughs> my knowledge via World Star has told me you beat his ass until he accepts the subpoena. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Where's Shouldn't he be like in a basement or something? I'm, I'm yeah. re-watching old episodes of Scandal. That's right. That's and this seems a, like a justifiable ass whooping. Or yeah. no? Yes or no? Should we call Huck? Well, like what happens? he is a key witness in this investigation into Russia, and honestly, they can't. So y'all know, if y'all get subpoenaed by any court, it would be trouble. If you was like, "Nah, I'm not doing that," yes, you you could get in a lot of trouble. So guess who is supposed to bring down trouble if he doesn't cooperate? Jeff Sessions, the Justice Department. <laughs> Justice <laughs> so it's gonna. This could go either way, really. It, and depending on how petty niggas is feeling, actually. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll keep a close so, eye on that for you guys. Well, I don't think the Department of Justice is going to do anything, though, honestly, because they want this investigation to go away. They clearly fired the FBI director. They are doing they're just doing a lot. This is why they fired him, because they knew this would happen. And this is why. Representative Maxine Waters, for you white people, Auntie Maxine to us, yeah. let you know that they're supposed <laughs> to, to be an independent 
investigation. That's right. That is right. Sessions is set to testify in front of Congress this Thursday, and I'm sure they're going to bring up the Russia issue because it's a hot topic. Everyone mm. wants to talk about it. Everyone wants to know what's up. Except for Trump. Because he's like, I told y'all, I gave them the election. She said the follow the money months ago. She said follow the money. I mean, I'm, I'm clear. I mean, I don't really understand if... Right now, this is just all a show. Yeah, it really is. And there are actual headlines and actual dangerous things that are happening right now. Yeah. And I just kind of feel like this is all political theater. We know this investigation isn't real. Theater is what is taking place. And people are entertained. Yeah. It's not entertaining, especially when we are hearing news out of Yemen, right, y'all? The authorities in Yemen have declared a state of emergency over the outbreak of the second wave of cholera cases in less than a year. So Yemen is currently two years into a devastating war that has taken out more than half of the country's medical facilities. The UN, the United Nations, has warned that two-thirds of the population is on the brink of famine. The World Health Organization now classifies Yemen as one of the worst humanitarian emergencies in the world alongside Syria, South Sudan, Nigeria, and Iraq. And this is over, like, again, water issues. Water as well as war. Imperialism. Imperialism. Healthcare. Yeah. At its greediest. Mm-hmm. Say that for the people in the back. Mm. At its greediest. I was just talking about this with you all when we were going over these headlines. Why is it set up like this? We have we have innovated over so much. We're literally communicating with you through a living room mic that we will put on the internet that will go to 38 listeners, right? 40 tops. <laughs> 40 tops, right? However, we cannot innovate on how to get people fresh water, how to get people cheap ass fucking health care, how to make sure that their water is clean. It's, it's we not, won't do it. It's not an issue of can't, won't, won't. is actually the issue, won't. right? Yeah. There's this idea that we don't have the capacity to care for all these people. And that's simply not true. It can't be. I just said to y'all, two-thirds of a population is about to be done from famine. They are predicting this in a war zone. So meaning the other third will die from other causes related to war, right? They're just talking about two-thirds dying from famine. Right. So, like, I... (laughs) I'm just fascinated by the fact that we aren't getting that in our media. So this story, even though Yahoo News covered this particular story that I read the headline from, it's not really a whole lot of coverage of the devastation that's happening in Yemen or a lot of the the devastation that's happening in a number of countries right Because we want to follow stupid shit like Donald Trump on this fake-ass world tour of oppression and violence forthcoming to be TBD based, but we're still not getting these simple stories about these crises that we can actually help with. Like yeah. it's really fucked up how oppression is working at all these different levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland clinic is one of the world's top leading healthcare facilities and the infant mortality rate and the radius nearest to this hospital is the highest is some of the highest rates in the country. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, it's just like that. That's how shit like this can happen. It's just like, I don't give a fuck. Mm. You know, it's this like is only for those who it's have literally money about to profit over people. Mm-hmm. That is what is happening. That is, yeah, that's how <laughs> Trump can end up in Palestine talking about somebody just left the Middle East. It's like just total, total disconnect, mm-hmm. total disconnect. Exactly. And we'll, we'll definitely get there around uh, Nan's comments in the place formerly known as Palestine. But, uh, y'all, when we say Black Lives Matter, we are talking about globally Black Lives Matter. While a lot of the media here has made Black Lives Matter synonymous with police brutality, we are talking about the state and black lives generally. And the state looks like a lot of different ways based on what country you're in. It it impacts how people are able to live, the the decisions they're able to make for their thriving. It impacts what kind of water you get. So just like the folks in Flint who are dealing with contaminated water, we're talking about the people in Yemen whose water has been contaminated with cholera. Now, who has contaminated this water? If it is somebody, if it's just you know, random, whatever. What we do know is the health facilities as well as the necessary resources and supports are not making it to the people of Yemen to the point where they are predicting their extinction, y'all. And that is a problem. So we're here (sighs) at the Black Joy Mixtape to let y'all know to continue following those stories. So the U.S. President Donald Trump now is visiting Israel and tells the President Reuven Rivlin, quote, he just got back from the Middle East, Saudi Arabia. And everybody is busy saying that Nye has embarrassed himself or has been stupid and or dumb. (laughs) But what we know for sure is, even though Israeli dignitaries are cringing or seem embarrassed by the comments, we also know and hold that Israel is working right now to become declared as a Jewish state formally, right? So there is an interest in this administration as well as Israel in the long term to be made to have a distinction between the state of Israel from the Middle East. Like there's a clear distinction in making it, even though it's geographically the Middle East, what this statement signifies is the cultural dissonance or the cultural social distancing from the Middle East right. as Israel. It's like saying Egypt is in Africa or saying that our saying that we got here as a result of being workers from the triangular trade instead of calling the transatlantic slave trade and our ancestors were being enslaved. It's like creating narratives. So we start distancing ourselves from what the reality of the situation is, which is that Palestine is no longer a place. It's completely wiped out. Yes, Mm -hmm. if you look on Google Maps currently and look for Palestine, it's not there, right? Yes, it is undetectable according Mm -hmm. to Google Maps. Very small. Right. So what I will say to folks who constantly are at people about being anti-Zionist, about being anti-Israel, anti-Jewish or whatever, I just want to say to all folks out there who are resisting, right? 
Donald Trump has been wrong about a lot of stuff. Right. Do y'all think suddenly he's just going to be right on Israel? Never. And also, let us remind you, this is the same president that refused to acknowledge Jewish people during the Holocaust. His administration has done everything but erase Jewish people from their own annihilation in history, right? So why all of a sudden would they care about your motherland, Mm -hmm. realistically, unless they have an interest? That's right. And... (laughs) We, so I'm just saying, ask more questions. Ask all of the questions. Ask, yeah. ask why there is a $600 billion increase into the Pentagon's budget this year. And the fucking humanities is being cut. The humanities. That Ask those questions. Which helps Follow to the document money. our stories. Yes. Uh, <laughs> follow the money. Follow Come the on, money. Y'all. Just keep paying attention. That's right. Ask it's questions. Really ask questions. Mm-hmm. Why is Palestine now called the Gaza Strip? <laughs> that's that's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And this has been less than a century. We're talking yeah. coolly eight decades, yes. a lifetime ago, a lifetime. And I think that's again our lack of information around this. Um, so in the book Half of a Yellow Sun, one of the um, things that was pulled out for me or that really hit home for me was how they never really understood that they were in the middle of a war until mm-hmm. it literally like. Literally, um, it knocked on their front door. Mm-hmm. Sirens at their front door. Mm-hmm. Having to duck and cover at their front door. Yeah. Even though they knew all these horrific stories, they knew all these things were going on. And we're now um, at like our third kind of uh, alt-right terrorist attack where black people have been murdered in, mm-hmm. our, in our country. Um, this week with another murder, we're looking at Turkey is beating up protesters on our land. Um, there's another they're saying another terrorist attack recently happened is that I think even when we look at how dysfunctional our government is, how people are getting fired and Donald Trump is literally just fucking us up left and right. Who are the real superpowers? Who do who do we even go to with an issue like this? The UN isn't like he doesn't see any of this shit as real. Is that I think as scary as that is to say that we're in a very turbulent time and we won't really know the full extent of it until it's in Northwest. Mm-hmm. Like it's really wild to think about. Yeah, it is wild. But yeah. it's here. It's like there's no. That's it's right. not like we're. It's not hyperbole. That's right. It's not we're making it up. We're not. Saying, oh, you know, it was just on that one campus that they hung nooses and fucking bananas because they had a black woman as their fucking student government president. Like, this is happening back to back, and we need to stop allowing white folks to tell us that we don't have proof of racism. People, what we know about enslavement, too, and abolitionists is that people had to die. Yeah. Black and white. And we've we've been so desensitized from that, so we don't feel it, but it is here, y'all. You can't feel it, but it's here. In modern times, we're talking about a population people being wiped yes. out. And what I, when we were preparing headlines, the only question that I could come up with is, well, where does the buck stop around that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't sit here and believe that if Yemen is allowed to be wiped out, that we are free and clear. Yeah. We, we can't. We because just, if you justify a whole group of people literally starving to death, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Where does that go? Where does that go? That goes to us not saying that we are next. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, in plain sight. <gasps> and all that playing GA, we ain't got time for it no more. No. Because no. mm. they're picking small parts of this country in which they're testing that type of shit. Mm-hmm. For it? In, in plain uh, sight. Uh, in plain. Uh, uh, Appalachia. That's right. That's right. Fracking shit. Yeah. Um, We've heard of droughts in California. (laughs) Droughts in California. Oil spills. As same places where you're not, there's a high ass STI rate in the Southeast region. As you're also in DC, in DC, like in black, they have these things called food deserts where you can't even get access to your food on foot. And I I feel like I'm talking about like the first, like we're going into a first episode of The Walking Dead. But it's (laughs) like y'all sitting over here watching Handmaid's Tale as like fucking recreation. Which is absurd to me because I don't. <laughs> I feel love. like Mind if you love. can watch The Handmaid's Tale, by all means, you niggas can be watching CNN, which I heard y'all ain't watching it. No, nope. yeah, because y'all literally, I can't bring myself to watch those kinds of things. No shade to anybody West who does. World, by I can't all watch means, none go forward. But I'm telling you, weekly we are watching all these scripts because the people who write these scripts are also watching the world something. news, right? Yeah. These these people do not exist in vacuums. They mm-hmm. aren't just creative for the sake of being creative. Mm-hmm. 1984 was written in response to if Hitler and them won the world war. Right. Get and out. You all have been in your own fucking get out before. So, okay, but can we also talk about how the media <laughs> talked about how they like how they pretty much created propaganda around the war on drugs to make it an extreme thing. Like Absolutely. that was a media campaign. That policy, real ass policy, was created around mm-hmm. a media strategy. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if you look at images around media and commercials and because they are controlled around white people is to secure their white futures Mm -hmm. so even during enslavement a lot of the representations around specifically black men and black women were being docile you had mammy images uncle tom images that they were trying to create the reality that their slaves Mm -hmm. or people who were enslaved were happy then as soon as we got free we saw images shift from being mammies to now we have sapphires which Mm -hmm. is like the angry black woman or you go from uncle tom's to being a brute which is like sexually deviant um hostile Mm -hmm. um a danger to you because we're out of enslavement and that's when you have lynching all these things um white folks have literally used every single method to infuse um culture with what they needed from policy to media to politics and that's why again we talk about this all the time about the importance of the black joy mixtape like you gonna see our asses we gonna put humanity on us Mm -hmm. if you don't see me if you don't hear my story you don't know that i'm human that's right and that way you can oppress me if you think i'm a bitch then rape isn't a thing Mm -hmm. you're not raping a human being you're not That's raping the mother of a child. All these different kind of pieces. The narrative justifies the terror. Yep. The narrative that they're able to tell because of the power that they have about who we are and what we are able to have and what we deserve. Life, clean water, clean air, food. is because uh, they they justify this terror through this narrative that they've, mm-hmm. be, they've been creating. I say. The point of us saying all this is not about creating fear for any of you. Absolutely not. This is about making sure that when black folks are saying resist, 
that we are talking about global resistance. Yeah. That we are talking about global solidarity with black folks. We are talking about making sure that the state doesn't just end here, that like the, the state violence just doesn't end in the United States. We're talking about a global end to state violence and suppression. Mm-hmm. So maintaining or making sure that we understand or start making steps to understand the the cons and the impacts of oppression of our people globally is very important and necessary. And that's why we are highlighting these on the Black Joy mixtape. Awesome. Well, you know, the Cool Color Colorblind Collective got some new initiatives, unfortunately, and they are from I D.C. Don't, wait, whoa, whoa. They in D.C. They are in D.C. We don't know if they from this motherfucker. Okay. (laughs) Real D.C. Let us know if these your people. All right. They claiming y'all. Clappers to the front. Clappers. (laughs) Clappers to the front. Y'all, they got a big old butt. <laughs> we definitely need a mashup between clappers and crew. That would be amazing. Go link Wale, work that out. Go ahead, give us a Black Joy party so we can make that happen. For Come on. Well, but anyway, yes. so there's a new restaurant. The restaurant is called Diet Starts Monday. Indeed, it is. And apparently, it's this retail store restaurant. You know how you Papa. cool kids is doing now, trying to figure out new ways to do restaurants. Yes. <laughs> oh, out innovation. here in the U Street corridor, you know, up in the neighborhood. You it's know? right next door to Marvin's, y'all. Y'all know where Marvin's yeah. is. DC turn up. Everything seemed good. They had fried chicken on donuts. Like everybody <laughs> was ready for this. But then it turns out they decided to put on a menu a drink called the Peel Cosby. In which is some type of alcoholic drink in which somebody decided that it was all right to get some edible pills to throw up in that mug. There are literally pills in the pill, Cosby. Because whoever came up with that joke just knew we were done fighting against rape culture. And decided this would be their advocacy work. I wouldn't even Bruh, say come on. it was that deep. It was all men who are the founders and owners of this pop-up. And nobody was there to say, hey, yep. y'all, this is a terrible idea. No, they thought this. they were being funny. They thought this was clever. They thought this was clever. <laughs> they did. Man, the Lord really saved them. Because mm-hmm. I was two seconds off from going in there on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like two seconds off. Well, they that would have ruined my whole fucking Sunday, <laughs> and I was already drunk from brunch, oh, nigga. Lord, stop. So the Washington, the Washingtonian reported it that the story wasn't even about the drink. It was probably like one line in the whole article, and then the Huffington Post got it, and basically their Yelp reviews, their Twitter, their <laughs> Facebooks, their even even their front door has been just riddled with what the fuck, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We just got Bill Cosby's ass off of the side of Uncle Ben's chili bowl. <laughs> and now look at your ass. Just one stars galore. Like, <laughs> I have never seen. You know why people are about bloody. to be lined outside of our motherfucker tomorrow. Protesting. Yes. Just on Hell no, we won't go. <laughs> Meanwhile, take your ass down. 
down to the Brinkston. Take your ass down to those new condos they done built on 14 that can't nobody afford to live in unless you work for the Trump administration. Y'all, y'all would protest this one. That I am not about. Because I was damn sure excited to see a blackish spot on U Street. You know, and that's why yeah. I'm torn about it, right? Because can't have shit. the thing about rape culture is that it's so pervasive that the things that people find funny, they don't know. Or I don't even know, don't know. It's normalized to laugh at a joke like Peel Cosby. Yeah. And when you are uh, in immense in that, yeah. like, I just feel like if there's some honest work done, because they did try it in that apology. Talking about some, sorry to those we may have offended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just like, if been. y'all really understood the implications of this kind of drink or were willing to hear about the implications of this drink, this is totally forgivable. Yeah. It honestly is. Yeah. And it's all us. Right, call yeah. us. Call the Black Joy Mixtape. We in D.C. We can talk about it. We happily, because I still would like one of those sandwiches. Because white people have a real bad habit of making black people the examples right. of rape culture while they allow their white rapists to continue to, to accept to be president. To do whatever it is they are set here to do. But and this I, is where y'all draw the this fucking is line. Where, this is yeah. it. Yeah. If y'all don't get on somewhere and try to talk to these people yeah, because they are part of the D.C. community. The D.C. community deserves to be with people who are willing to discuss what is happening in this community yeah. since y'all put it on the menu let's talk about it let's, let's have a look because I will I would gladly I think what we're seeing also with businesses is that I heard this at Broccoli Con that there is less common ground to stand on and that more businesses more corporations who are claiming to do social good or specifically y'all on this whole buy black shit if you are one of those people you're gonna have to prove it baby mm. you're gonna have to show us something you're gonna have to show us that you're actually on our side yeah. you gotta have a gender analysis you can't just be black for the sake of black no more no because black women are here and we are not letting y'all make it just. no absolutely the fuck not ain't no skating no you no more i mean honestly the audition stopped with kendrick lamar no more wannabe ass black ass leaders who don't have a gender analysis no. or who don't talk about queer people or who hate trans people. No more. This is 2017. We did that. That's done. It it didn't work. It didn't work. It We're failed. evolving now. Yep. Like you all need to do. So you need to come with us or, or leave, honestly. Thank you. Well, that brings us to that's a great segue <laughs> to our next segment, Black Women the Gods. Black Women the Gods. Listen, we gotta come up with something for down. that. Honestly. That's why I'm glad Malaya's for on the, the spot. entire species. All of us. And, you know, two folks who are really doing it for the culture this week is the Noel sister. Come on. Give it up for Miss Tina. (laughs) Miss Tina. With her blessed ass ovaries. Miss Tina's ovaries, though, we really, that needs to be be preserved. Seriously, we need to preserve that. We need to bottle that up. Yes. We need to worship that. Because even baby girl at the push party leg all up on her man. Like, ooh, I'm happy. Oh, we didn't even get to the push party yet. So, the, if y'all don't know, the Noel sisters just stumped all over y'all. Creative and goddesses. Just 
was like, oh, this is only a couple weeks after Creator's Day. This all that, me. This all me. So first we got Solange. <laughs> it's about to be a new moon, bitch. <laughs> Come through. Solange performed two intimate shows at the Guggenheim Museum as part of the Red Bull Music Academy Festival in New York. Goodbye, humanities. I don't know what Red Bull Music Academy is going to do. <laughs> That's canceled. The performance was titled An Ode 2. It was conceptualized, choreographed, directed, and composed by Solange, whose St. Haran platform will also be curating a stage at Afropunk Brooklyn 2017. Build your platform. Curating a stage. <laughs> curating. What is this language? Huh. If y'all have <laughs> not, yeah. If y'all have not visited Saintheron.com yes. and Man. seen the pictures from this iconic ass fucking performance, it's the culture that Solange did. Where culture. a nobody's phones were allowed, so it's her pictures or no pictures. And then b she told them what to wear. She told them, look. If you come up in here in any red, blue, orange, whatever you feel, you're going to get turned around. We got swatches at the door. Swatches. You have to be (laughs) on mark. And to me, it literally looks like everybody who's in that space is a part of her performance. She is the creator of literally top to bottom. She has coordinated the Guggenheim, which is not even supposed to have niggas up in it. Huh. And then she managed to say, why just limit myself to the stage? This whole motherfucker is mine. The stairs, this ramp thing. All of it. All Let of me it. just march all around this hoe. This is mine, mine, For and mine. For us, this shit, the Guggenheim. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all think she was done. She said, oh, no. Solange tweeted, we aren't thanking anyone for quote unquote allowing us into these spaces until we are truly given the access to tear the goddamn walls down. Hello. Tear them down. Hi, I'm Solange. And this is my writer. Rise, <laughs> rise. There's pictures of Solange <laughs> literally laying out on the floor and people are clapping, bitch. Yes. I can only imagine what happened that day. Jerry's her <sighs> entire body to the ground. Hello. In performance. Solange said, look, why, why be gracious? Because my plans are to let you know that this no longer is yours. Mm-hmm. It's, it's ours mine now. now. Yeah, <laughs> so and I will show niggas you how to use it for showing up to my place mm-hmm. that I was supposed to perform in anyway. Anyways, Three. I'll do what I want with these walls. <laughs> <laughs> they told me I couldn't take call. nothing on it. What? What? Graffiti <laughs> next time. Now I'm gonna blend in the audience to the walls. <laughs> We're all on the walls. How about that? How about that? We are the walls. We will tear this motherfucker down. Are you kidding me right now? How many creative spaces do we have right now dedicated to black art? Um, I don't know. Innovating black art. Like teaching us open doors, teaching us how to... I'm sure local people say a word. Because I believe that's probably where it is. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Because as much as the African-American... But as an institution, no. Black people do not not have one. institutionalized. No. We have the whole ass fucking Harlem Renaissance, but you're telling Mm -hmm. me that there's not a place I can go to learn everything about that top to finish? Mm. I mean, they tried to buy the Langston Hughes house in New York. Nina Simone's house is, they're trying to get that back. 
Rosa Parks' home isn't even over here. Ava DuVernay had to write completely new speeches for Selma because she does not own the rights to Martin Luther King's words. Steven Spielberg does. Mm -hmm. So when we really start talking about our black art and what these Noel sisters are teaching us, which is to own your shit. Mm, yep. Written, directed, choreographed by whom? Me. Me. Yep. That's what that's Solange is really, y'all. Come on. Let y'all know. And I feel like Solange is doing... She's exposing just the pure hype behind Kanye West. Right. Because this nigga really thinks this is what he's doing, but he's actually doing it in service of white people. Yeah. And fame and all this other shit. And Solange is like, you're not going... Your eye is focused on me. Your eye is focused on black bodies, black people, and our stories. And owed to us, really. Then her sister had the push party of the century. Yes. Came out belly just popping. Out here, out here, full decorated. I don't even think husband in tow. I don't even think I've seen black motherhood like that before. And you know, hopefully, you'll see more of it. Yes, yes. Hopefully, we'll see more of it. Women just celebrating their bellies. I was this close to saying, "You'll never see it again." No, that's not true. We're gonna see more of it because Beyonce said, "I am the culture." Next. And I want to encourage this. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to see this shit. Because I'm bringing in life. We have never seen Beyonce this goddamn much when she ain't pregnant. Bruh, so literally fact, comes in and out when she feels like it. The fact that we've seen damn near this whole thing when she yes. decided to let us in is amazing to me. Yeah. Because Beyonce is very clear. I feel like Beyonce is like, yes, She's we need to be talking about motherhood. We need to be talking about pregnancy in real ass terms. Yes, yes I am swollen from As head fuck. to toe. Look at my and lips. it's okay because I am bringing life into this world. I have Twice. three spines right now. Celebrate me. Praise me. I'm doing great. <laughs> Husband has on an African medallion. <laughs> African medallion. Just happy than a motherfucker. Just like, jubilant. She ordering food off the menu. Now, this ain't at the push party. This at the other functions, you know, when she was just going out. When mama had her purse and, and her boots on yes. and her little, you know, body con situation. You know, just showing y'all I'm ordering food. I'm in flowers. I'm with my baby. We got on yes. matching dresses. Matching enjoying, expensive ass dresses. Enjoying my pregnancy. Just doing what I want. process. Yes. I, I showed up to y'all at the all-star weekend with our outfits like we've just made this just an, an occasion mm-hmm. <laughs> every but, time i come out it's art look, like, seriously. it's something to aspire to like i really look at those pictures and i'm like wow yeah. yes yes this is i can do this this yes. is great i can do this and i can at least help somebody do this <laughs> this is beautiful definitely yes. and that brings us into again why malaya is here creators month because yes. the first time Malaya was here, we were talking about Beyonce embodying Oshun in mm-hmm. a lot of her photos when she announced her pregnancy. The performance during the Grammys was really iconic where she embodied Oshun. And we just found it very important just to continue that conversation 
because there is, um, you know, talk, a buzz around the magic that these twins are. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, we know they're magic because they hold Beyonce's DNA and Jay-Z. We can't forget Jay-Z. And Tina knows. And Tina knows. Definitely Miss Tina, as well as Beyonce's grandma, who was... Get that lemons, <laughs> <laughs> but she made lemonade. You know all I of that. Lemon, lemon. The alchemist. <laughs> so I made lemonade. I found yeah, it a stretch. <laughs> Call me more. Yeah, we we <laughs> reference that quote so much on this uh-huh. show. I made lemonade. It's great. <laughs> so yeah, we would like to talk about, or we can get into the first question. Yeah. Why are Beyonce's twins magic? Well, (laughs) step one. Step one, be Beyonce. Um, So, yeah, the last time I was here, we were talking about Beyonce embodying Oshun. And a part of the story, or yeah, an aspect of the story of Oshun, according to the edition of Ifa, which comes from Nigeria is that Oshun gives birth to the first twins on Earth. What? She, yes, called the Ibeji. Um, and you may be familiar with the Ibeji or Ibayi, um, which is the singing group from Cuba, mm-hmm. the two sisters. Which Beyonce has had on her Instagram page before. Yes, yeah. and they were in Lemonade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were featured Damn. in Lemonade. Yeah. So the Ibeji. What? That's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's deep. She, that's kind of crazy. She is she a manifest, Virgo. She manifested all this shit. Very strategic, very analytical person. Um, yeah, so the Ibeji were, according to tradition, the first twins on earth. And any person who welcomes twins into the world with joy and gratefulness and happiness is bound to be blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it ma- it just makes sense that Beyonce is just so joyful right now because in the story of Oshun, she was shunned for these twins because this was the first time this had happened. And people were like, this only happens to animals. Animals are the only beings on earth that give birth to two beings at a time. And so they shunned her and she mm-hmm. felt really shamed of these babies that she gave birth to. Um, and that caused, you know, some of her downfall. And so that, that is why the tradition goes, if you welcome the twins in with good cheer and gratefulness, that they will bless you. So we have literally been celebrating with Beyonce. That's right. She's like, look, oh, mama, I got you. <laughs> yeah. I got you on this one. Bow, Can you imagine bow, those bow. flowers everywhere? Yes. I bet those twins tell her, like, by the way, if you're just as excited as possible, girl. Listen. But clearly she knows the legend. She has to because she, she has, has been embodying point. Oshun since Lemonade. She walking down the street in a whole yes. ass yellow I mean, dress. She has a relationship with Ibeyi, the, mm-hmm. the singing group, who knows this story. Who knows mm-hmm. all the stories of Ifa and mm-hmm. Santaria? So she definitely knows exactly what she's doing, and that's the beautiful thing that we are embarking on—not even in a creative process with her, but an ancient process. Like Ifa is a is a tradition that is over ten thousand years old, and we're still living out these things. You know, so it is possible for us to 
you know, create the world that we want because these women are teaching us that. I should. So these twins finna come in in Gemini. I'm excited. Gemini twins. <laughs> they about to bring, I don't know, they could be ushering in a, a wave of feminine energy. Who knows? Oof. Energetic shift. So uh, we were talking about um, how I want them to both be girls and then Malaya quickly snatched away my gender. Yes. <laughs> and like, no. Let these babies be free. Hope they're trans. Yes. Was or just, response. they're going to identify as twin. Twin. That's going to be their <laughs> yes. official gender. Yes. I am twin. I'm twin. With Willow and Jaden Smith running around Hollywood, of course these kids yes. are going to be like, I'm twin. Shout out to Tabitha for getting me together around my gender analysis. Yeah. Shout out to Tabitha. Yes. The real one, trill one. So, Malaya, also my next question. Yes. Okay, so of course we're talking about Beyonce and we're talking about Oshun. I think it's only appropriate, especially given that it's Creators Month, for mm-hmm. us to talk about the ancestral mothers. I shall. So who are our ancestral mothers and what does it mean when we use the phrase ancestral mother? Yes. So um I would say in a broader context, in a metaphysical context, our ancestral mothers are the women from which we came from, the creators of every human being on this planet, Um, the women that we came from directly, our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers. our honored ancestors that we may not be directly connected to, like Harriet Tubman, like Sojourner Truth, that we hold near and dear to our heart, and we uplift these women as ancestral guides. You know, we we look at these women as spiritual guides. Um, and in the tradition of Black people, um, ancestral reverence is an intrinsic part of our being. We understand that we are our ancestors' return. And We believe that the first person to be on this planet was a black woman by the name of Dinka Nash. Um, Her body was found in modern-day Ethiopia, and her mitochondria DNA can be traced to every single person on the planet, um, specifically black women. And what do white people call Dinka Nash? White people called her Lucy, and I made the mistake of calling her Lucy the last time I was here. They called her Lucy because they were getting drunk, singing the Beatles song, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, when they found her body. Mm -hmm. How inappropriate to name something just because she was in your field. Yeah. Her children identified her as Dinka Nash. That is what we would call our mother. Mm -hmm. The first woman to squat and give birth to all of us. Yep. And just to give y'all even more, y'all always talking about the birthplace of civilization is Africa. So why wouldn't we think that our mother of civilization is a black woman? Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive and dissonance. that makes me remember when Because in you, the painting, she looked like a long-haired white woman named yeah. like Venus in the half shell or some shit. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I don't know what they be doing over there. But <laughs> what I do know is if black women are the mothers of civilization, 
what do you have to say about us honoring the fact if we honestly hold that black women are the mothers of this how should we revere black women in terms of liberation what is the role of black women now yeah. in this part of our movement? How yes. can we learn from that ancestral knowledge and place it in current context of getting to resistance? Yeah. The role that we play is being exactly who we're called to be. There is no script. There is no to do. The, our goal is to be us. Because Dinka Nash is in our body. She is in our blood. Mm-hmm. She is in our muscle memory. And all we have to do is lean into her, mm-hmm. lean into that energy that is with us, you know, all the time. Because, I mean, I trust black women. I trust our leadership. I trust our strategy. I trust our minds. I trust our knowledge and wisdom. That is why we are the ones. We were chosen to be here to continue life in the way that we do. The first manifestation of the universe to be here on this plane in human form was us. So we understand things from a very different perspective because we've been here the longest. Mm. We've literally been here since the beginning. Mm. We've seen all of this shit happen. We are the- That's science. That's science. the science of it all. That's science. Every, every body that they found after Dinka Nash has still been a black woman. Mm-hmm. So one of the- things that I have a hard time explaining to folks is, you know, people feel like it's an offensive thing to say called black women gods. How would you explain the need to center women even in our religious context? Mm-hmm. Why them? In our religious practices. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think it's important because of what reality is telling us. In real life, Humans come from a womb Mm -hmm. that is held within a person that can identify as a woman or not. But that is how we get here. I mean, that is an obvious fact. We can't, that's not something that we can argue. That's something we observe with our eyes every single day. Every time a child is born, we're looking at Beyonce. She has a womb. She's bringing two humans into this world. So when we're talking about our creator, when we're talking about, and even in the tradition of um, Ifa, which is where Oshun comes from, you have the Iyamiyaje, which is the ancestral mothers who, um, who not only are responsible for creation, for creating us, but they are responsible for death and destruction. They are the ones that we greet on the other side when we come to, you know, transition from life and go to the spiritual realm. We are responsible for this entire cycle of creation. Yeah. And with that being said, why not honor that more? And right now in in religion, we are constantly punishing women. Our that is what I that was the primary message that I got in church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Is that my mom did something wrong for having me out of wedlock. That women's bodies are somehow just like we go through pain and childbirth because we broke a rule. We have menstrual cramps because we broke a rule. Like right. everything around our reproduction is seen as a violent crime to ourselves for right. some ancestral 
Eve fucked up, but yeah. really the conversation is that we birthed this whole shit. Like, based, and yeah, and so we feel <laughs> really these things based off of the narrative that was created to justify not uplifting the, not uplifting what creation actually is on this planet, which is through a woman. I mean, like, or a person with a womb, or a person with a womb. Yes. Uh, the person who is carrying the womb, we see this as an as portal through which life is created, mm-hmm. and it is not like we. There's no evidence to show that any person has been created from a rib and then from a womb. Yeah, <laughs> and the the truth of the matter is, why are we? We said this last show you were on why would we look at bringing new life as punishment right this is a blessing yeah and we are talking about a story about celebration celebrating twins but generally we should be celebrating celebrating the coming of life Mm -hmm. that is something to celebrate yeah the continuation of our being i mean like the continuation of our legacy that literally on this planet is everlasting life for us to know that we are carrying our ancestors' blood and to be able to have children is the continuation of us and our ancestors. I posted a status this day last year that talks about a person carrying a, a, a baby who has a womb develops the eggs that they will carry for their entire lives when they are three months inside of their inside of their mother's womb. Mm-hmm. So that means that I was inside of my grandmother's body when she was a fetus inside of her mother's body. Wow. Yep. Yes. I mean, like... Because your mom had all the eggs that she was going yes. to have. So we, we've not only, like, been here through the blood, but we've been here. We mm-hmm. were here with Dinka. We were in her body. You know what I mean? Like, that's some real so shit. Come with this word, yeah. We were in her body, and she yep. is with us. And like I said, we can't feel it, but it is here. Mm-hmm. It is here. I mean, like, there's been so much damage done to our psyche, done to our bodies, to where we can't really experience what is happening. I mean, like, yeah, the, the, our spirituality literally tells us our reality we can't trust. We can't trust what is in front of us. I can't trust the spirit of my grandmother who took care of me, mm-hmm. who took care of my six, of her six grandchildren when her daughter was murdered. I can't trust her spirit, but I must trust some spirit that no one can detect. Mm-hmm. I can't trust the energy of the lake. I can't trust the energy of the ocean that sustains me. I can't trust the energy of this earth, but I got to trust the energy of a mystery, abusive and toxic sky daddy (laughs) Mm -hmm. that I'm supposed to give my undying love and devotion to no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. That's ask more questions across the board. All of the questions. And not taking away from folks who like are deeply religious or anything is just and let's ask ourselves, for me, I know I got freed what up. What was the aim is yeah. the question. Yeah. For me, I got freed up when I realized that, like, there's nothing not valuable in learning that your mother isn't a sinner damned to yeah. a life of struggle for the rest of her life. Right. Instead, teach me about the systems that are keeping us down so that I can work to change them. Right. And I think that's what I'm constantly getting in this new iteration of, like, 
meeting folks like you in our movement who are just asking us to like think deeper, think right. bigger, where it is that we come from and how that also connects to our work. And here we are on the mixtape. We are talking about oppression happening in a lot of different institutions. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about oppression in our government. We're talking about oppression in our schools. We're talking about oppression in our judicial system. Why would it stop and right. end at our religious institutions? Right. That's just not the case. Not the case. And unfortunately, we have... I mean, that's what Israel's about. Yes, all of that. And we've said when she was here last time, the deification of patriarchy is real. Yes. And so... the fuck... In that deification, we have managed to lose a lot of the glory and the grace that exists within ourselves Mm. in order to remove just the radical idea that not only are we human, but we are sacred. Yes. And if we aren't regarding ourselves as sacred, then we can literally read in an article about two thirds of a population being wiped out. Yeah. Through something that is through a disease that's totally preventable, mm-hmm. as well as famine, something that's totally preventable. Like if we don't see ourselves as sacred, we don't see the people of Yemen as sacred. Listen, <laughs> the fact I mean, like talk talk about the numbers of Africans who were captured, who came across the waters. Some didn't make it. Some did. Who got to the Americas? who stayed hundreds of years, I mean, and here we are in this living room having this conversation. Like, Mm -hmm. that is magic. Mm -hmm. We are not supposed to be here having this conversation, telling this story at all. But we are. But we are. (laughs) And that is the magic of it. Mm -hmm. Determined. Yes. Our ancestors will be good and goddamn well. Somebody's going to say my name, even though they might not know Period. Come on. I am my grandmother's child, and I will tell her story until I am dead, and my children will tell her story. Over again, Ashe. I just read Kindred, and that was the most. That was the part that messed me up the most. Mm. Is that we know this whole experience happened, and it was literally documented nowhere. Mm. And I think right now, when we talk about even at um, Refinery Twenty Nine. We're talking about a black joy renaissance, how black people need to create and write and tell their stories. And we see that as separate from policy. Mm. But what we know is when Jeff Sessions was about to be approved, who they who did they dig up? Mm. What story did they Come dig on. up to tell? Boys. Come on, mother. Back. It wasn't dug up. She came. Come yeah. on, mother. She said, read my words. Yeah, Hear my voice. Shit. And that's what it's <laughs> like. The fact that we know that history and we know they've tried to keep it from yeah. us. They tried to prevent us from learning their language, from mm. learning how to read and write their words, mm-hmm. even to tell our own stories. Like, But we keep popping up. So Look, we weren't able to read the Bible at one point. Now that we were now that we're able to read and comprehend the children of the children of the people who were first able to read it are like, nah. Nah, bruh. You gonna know my name, you're gonna speak it. It's not written down no fucking where. As a like, matter of actually, fact, we need to bring back griots to these communities. You feel me? 
One person, you sit there and learn all the motherfucking stories. All the stories. Go. Listen up. <laughs> you five, but I don't care. Learn them. What I will say is, all you hotel niggas, y'all got to go back through your classes, goddamn. Yes, because y'all, wrong shit. y'all can't tell no stories for a little Not, while. I, also, I don't want to hear anything. I don't hear shit from y'all. And I have a PSA for y'all that y'all need to be focused on. There needs to be some finishing school for hotel niggas. Listen. Kings. Why y'all keep letting Katy Perry use y'all like this? Kings, respect yourselves. Respect your bodies. Your bodies. Stop letting Kylie Jenner in your ear. I don't want to hear another word about white supremacy until you actually do something. (laughs) Stop being these white women's bed wings. Stop letting them use your bodies. Your body is a temple, kings. (laughs) Sacred. You ain't got to dance with her, kings. Keep cropping them out of your pictures. Shout out to P. Diddy. P. Diddy, stay <laughs> holding it down. He need to bring back that shirt, no bitch assness. That's what he needs That's, to do. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because we forgot what damn Diddy did to Kim Porter, goddamn. Oh, right now. You know, Please evolve. Just rise. Rise is what's going on. <laughs> it's coming from a very loving place. I just want to respect, respect your honestly. righteous minds, kings. You ain't got to do this, brother. You're more than your body, son. You're more than your body. But that's black women, the gods, literally <laughs> and figuratively. The creators. Oh, I want to give a shout out to my spiritual teacher, the Epetavi Ialosha Oshunyemi yes. Olaomi Akalatunde. She literally is the person. That is the wealth of knowledge in which I tap into to get some of my information. So I'm so grateful to her. Yeah, shout out. She's so dope. She's she a woman is. in Tennessee, right? Yes. Man, awesome. she got some real life scholar. Just give it all to the me. advice around black the advice she gives to black women is just so inspiring and great to listen to. I listen. Um, Malaya is one of those black women who is showing me what daily bread looks like for our generation. <laughs> yes. And I'm letting y'all know that some of us have Instead little booklets still. <laughs> you know, some of us ha- wake and bake and watch YouTube yep. and hear about what's happening in the universe, the sky, That's what's right. going on, what's going on on the ground as well. So. The black woman is the head of the of the household. The natural Spirit, order. The natural order. Y'all, I love. I gotta wake up and talk to the universe now. Mm-hmm. Talking to the moon. decipher and spread the knowledge. Yes. I am at the head. You are the tail. The children are the messengers. Come I am on, somebody. I gotta talk to the somebody. universe to alchemize all this shit. Goddamn. I gotta get online. That's right. Get information is what she said. Ashe, ashe. Okay, so we have a shout out this week. We have two shout outs actually. We're gonna read one this week and one next week. Spread the love. Remember to keep sending them to theblackjoymixtape at gmail.com or you can just hop on theblackjoymixtape.com and contact us and send your shout outs. So hello ladies. First off, I just want to thank both of you for the work that you do as organizers and on the mixtape. As a black woman living in a small Indiana town, the Black Joy mixtape is a big part of my self-care. Yes, girl. Which brings me to the reason for this note. I was introduced to the Black Joy mixtape by an amazing black woman by the name of Wanda Savala. She has a birthday coming up at the end of May. Happy birthday, Gemini. Ow. And so I like to give her the gift of an official 
Black Joy mixtape shout out. Hey. Turn up. Wanda consistently engages with grassroots groups throughout Indiana to inch by inch move advocacy efforts towards reproductive justice and freedom. Oh, shit. Wanda has been a huge inspiration in my own organizing work and has invested time and resources into my growth in that work. All that plus tuning me into the mixtape. She truly deserves to have her name put in the ear of the entire Black Joy Jubilee. Yes, Wanda, (laughs) we speak your name. She really doesn't tweet or Instagram outside of her professional capacity. Otherwise, I share those. Emoji crying face. (laughs) I know she has some big future type decisions marinating in her brain. So if you could, please gift her with some of your best advice about determining her black future. Yes, Wanda, happy Happy birthday! birthday. So Wanda, you might be in luck because... We got a black woman named Malaya who always talking to the universe and things and who gives really great advice, especially when niggas make have to make big decisions. Yeah. So what words would you give to Wanda, who is currently determining her black future for her birthday? Mm, Wanda. Well, such a good hearty name. Yes, mm-hmm. Wanda. Black, Black Wanda. woman name. Wanda. Wanda thing. Wanda all. Wanda. So the root of Wanda is founded in the one. <laughs> yes, I love a Wanda now. Wonderful. Listen, <laughs> wonderful. Yes. At the beginning of all of my consultations and readings, I always tell people that. You are the one that you can trust the most. Your intuition, your ori, as our Nigerian ancestors and family call it, your higher self is your guide. You cannot go wrong by listening to yourself, by choosing you first and following your path. When you follow your path and listen to yourself, all roads lead to your destiny fulfilled. There is no wrong. There is no failure There's only lessons that teach you to be better. So follow yourself. Trust yourself, Wanda. You are a fool. Full of Dink and Nash material. (laughs) And Henrietta Lacks. That's right. This just keeps going. (laughs) You are the manifestation of the universe. Boom. It gets that deep. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Wanda. That's a tough act to follow. (laughs) But I just want to say, Wanda, chase your joy wildly. I say. Because you only get to do this. Now, don't get me wrong. Niggas been here before and niggas going to be here again. And in this iteration, you only get to do it once. Yeah. So always remember that you have nothing to lose. You have everything to gain, as cliche as it is, but you deserve to be as wildly happy as ever. You deserve wild happiness. If you feeling froggy, leap, Wanda. Bow. That's that's my advice. (laughs) I I just trust black women. You'll make the best decision for you. Malaya just waxed it so well. I love it. I love it. I feel like you'll be our spiritual guide correspondent, Malaya. Tapping. Black religions, because we need healing. All the things. True religion. The thing I love, True. Malaya always <laughs> talks about. There's all this organizing work, how to improve professionally, how to do this, how to do that. But how do we heal? How are we healing? How are we doing that? 
Because we're not, not only replicating hitting, the same shit. We're not only getting hit by trauma by these jobs, but just your real life, yeah. your family, carrying burdens and heavy things. Like, you got to heal. You got to re-up. Got to loosen up your shoulders. You got to pack light. You got to yeah. pack. It doesn't have to be agonizing, gruesome, scary work that you do. It, nope. it, it can be practical stuff. Practical stuff like rubbing salt on your skin once a week. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, saying I love you to yourself instead of beating yourself up. Yes. Rubbing them oils in and saying affirmations to your yeah. body. Yes. I love it. Well, y'all, that's the Black Joy mixtape this week. Yay. It's given to you early, so whatever happens after Monday, <laughs> we'll tweet you about it. How about that? Or if we can. Maybe I'll end up on next week's show. Ah, <laughs> uh, shame. I say Amber go first, because Amber never goes first. That's cool with me. <laughs> so, the question always is, what is our hope for Black Futures? Uh, and my hope for Black Futures this week is centered on the babies. That I hope that who they I'm really just fascinated by my niece right now yeah. because yet again she just randomly called me and I, I think they knew she knew how to call me on the iPad but they didn't know she could do it on the phone <laughs> um, and she called me and it's always fun because I'm like so where's your mom and she won't answer those questions because she's like I'm talking to you when they call right. you they don't be letting me talk so <laughs> I'm talking to you right That's now too. yeah so she calls me and it's like my sister took a picture of where she had the phone, and she was literally had the phone with her toys, Aww. playing with her aunt while I'm at work. It's just so cute. So my hope for Black Futures this month is um, really centered around Hannah, that she keeps her sense of curiosity, and that they keep their sense of, I love you, I want to show you. Mm. I care about you, I want to tell you. Yeah. Like, there's literally never a delay in her expressing how she feels about the people in her life. Mm. And I'm learning more and more that that is something that we develop as adults because of hurt, because of harm or what have you. But that is where the good stuff comes in. That's when you get a 10 minute playtime in the middle of the, in the middle of the day. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that's just really beautiful. So that's my hope for black futures. My hope for black futures is also for the babies. I hope that babies like Beyonce's are born in a world or can be born in a world where borders do not exist. That borders do not exist to compromise their ability to get the food, water, air that they deserve. And I hope that these places without borders Make sure that their ha- happiness, spirituality, and emotional well-being is taken care of and nourished. My hope for Black Future is uh, centered around Afrofuturism, really taking a serious look into ancestral trauma and how to practice a different way of living in order to not spoil the ge- next generations of people, the children, us and our ancestors returning. It looks like children who know no fear of being black, people who look up at the dark sky and find solace in themselves, black children who only know abundance and opulence as the natural flow of existence. Healing takes seven years of active work, and we can do that in order to shift damaged DNA and energy within our bodies. And that is what I'm hoping for a black future. That's beautiful. Mm. 
I love that. Asha. Thank you, Malaya. Thank you. I received that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell the people where they can find you online. <laughs> you can find me on Snapchat and Instagram, him underscore Malaya. You can find me on Facebook at Malaya Lynch. And I have an Etsy. You can Yay. find me at Etsy.com backslash honeypot hangout. One word. Honeypot hangout. Y'all get them reading, y'all. Yes. They are great. They are talking. great readings. Jasmine, where can they find you online? Y'all can find me at Jazz on Your Mind on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Ashe. And I am Amber J. Phillips on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook. You can follow me. And don't forget to follow the Black Joy Mixtape at Black Joy Mixtape on Instagram and Twitter. And, and don't forget to send your shout outs at the Black Joy Mixtape at gmail.com. Shout outs, little notes, whatever. Send us. And also, if you learned something from these here words that us black women have been saying this week. Don't forget to tip us at paypal.me backslash black joy. Ah, shay. Yes. Because we got to make these travels up to Richmond for this TED talk, y'all. Hey, black women, what they owe. What's your PayPal, Malaya? Just in case folks want to tip you. Backslash Malaya D. (laughs) (laughs) Backslash. (laughs) Paypal.me. Paypal.me. Malaya D. Go ahead and drop that 20 twin. <laughs> we love you, Malaya. Thank you for so coming by God. Black Joy headquarters again. But I will say, though, go ahead and drop it at the Etsy, though, because at least you'll get a reading with your Yes, 20. you'll get some stuff. <laughs> but no, go to the PayPal. Uh, <laughs> this is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the King of the South. And you just listened to the, the Black, Black Joy, Joy Mixtape. Mix. Hey, what it do? Thanks, Russia.